Last week, we talked about <clears throat> the kingdom of light. If you remembered, um, <clears throat> and I know I spoke from Colossians, just a brief recap of what I said before I go on. I spoke from Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14, that gave us a glimpse uh, <clears throat> Uh, a glimpse into why we need to give thanks to Father in a joyful way. And we said one is because God qualified us. We are qualified to share in his inheritance. Two, he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. And you know, we're talking about the kingdom of darkness. Darkness represents gloom. It represents confusion. It, it represents lack of direction, lack of concept. And the Bible says Jesus took us, rescued us from that kingdom into his own kingdom. The third thing we talked about was this kingdom is based on love. It's the kingdom of love, the kingdom of his dear son whom he loves. So when we are talking about the kingdom of God, so please don't be offended or don't be put off when we keep saying that, oh, God loves you. It's because God cannot, it's, it's just that's the culture. It can, God cannot withdraw his love from us. It's just that that's, that's the kingdom we are in. It's the kingdom of his, uh, of his son whom he loves. Then we also talked about he redeemed us. He forgave us our sins. We are holy. Inside this kingdom, we are holy. In fact, the Bible says we are blameless. In Colossians chapter, sometimes, some of us, we cannot comprehend that. That as long as you are in the kingdom of God, those of us who have given our lives to Christ, and you can do it today, those of us whose sins have been forgiven, and Jesus did that for us, you are holy. And for me, even to say, sometimes you look at yourself and say, ah, with all these things happening around me, you are blameless. And it's not because of what you have done. It's not even because you are praying. It's not because you have worked so hard to, to, to do anything. The Bible says our righteousness is like a filthy rag. It's not because of anything you, you did. It's just because God loves us. Amen. So we are blameless. You are holy inside this kingdom. We need to change our mindset about what Jesus has done for us. That I'm seeing people sitting here and people hearing me online. In the kingdom of light, you are blameless. You are holy. <laughs> so wonderful. Sometimes we can't comprehend it. We can't comprehend it. That's what Jesus did for us. In Second Peter's, you know, we read Second Peter's also last week. I'm just... And verse 2 to, to, to 4, it says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us. Second Peter 1, 2 to 4. There is own glory and goodness. Through this he has given us his very great and precious promises. So we are beginning to see that inside this kingdom... There are great and precious promises. Brothers and sisters, 
Why are you living so low in the midst of plenty? He has given us great and precious promises. I'm just trying to talk to you about what happens inside the kingdom of light. These are some of the things we should be pursuing. Asking God, what are those great and precious promises you have lavished on us? Through this, he has given us his great and precious promises. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. That is something I want to also say. You know, many times you say you are human. Yes, we are human. But we have also participated. We are, we are sharers. We have shared in the divine nature. A lot of times you talk about your human nature. You forget your divine nature. I, I, I'm just praying that God will change our mindset. So you are always operating from the, from the human nature. That's fine. But what of the divine nature? You are partakers. That's what. So when he was talking about we have shared in his divine inheritance, we are divine. Stop operating in your human nature only. In your human nature, yes, I know you will be tired, you will sleep, you will be hungry, Jesus, hunger, you know. <clears throat> but what of your divine nature? That is quiet. Why are you making that quiet in your life? Those are the things we should be seeking. When the Bible says, seek it for the kingdom of God. So, you know, we were talking about that last week. And he said, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Which I, I said, this world is just broken. I was watching the news last night and I was so sad about a guy who was killed in Italy. People were filming him. People were around seeing this guy killing another guy, and they were just there doing nothing. In broad daylight, I'm just thinking, wow, are we this evil? But the Bible says we have escaped these evil desires, this corrupt world. And remember, we also talked about in First Peter chapter 2, uh, about... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you will remember that. First Peter chapter 2, 9 to 10. That talks about your chosen generation. Royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. You know, sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm just amazed. Sometimes I don't know how to thank God. I am God's special possession. I hope you will know that. That God has possessed you. You are, his, you are his responsibility. You are his object of affection, of focus and love. Special possession. That you may declare the presence of him who called you out of darkness. You remember we said into. It's like, you know, when you go to a riverside or the lake and you throw a stone. What do you hear? You say, mm-tum. into. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Transferred from the kingdom of darkness. Why are you operating in the kingdom of darkness, brothers, sisters, when you have been transferred 
into the kingdom of his son that he loves. So, you know, Romans chapter 1, from chapter 6, from verse 1 to, to, to 4, I'm sure you have that. Romans, a message translation. I'm sure you have that. Romans chapter 1, verse 4, uh, chapter 6, from verse 1 to 4. I will just read it. So, what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we have left that country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? You have left a country. Why are you still living in that old country? <laughs> you see, some people say, ah, this Christian life is a bit hard. I'm struggling. You know what you have done? One kingdom, one leg is in the kingdom of God. The other leg is in the world, kingdom of the devil. No, don't let me say the devil. In the world. One in the kingdom of God, one in the world. And you are walking like this. And then you say, ah, my pelvics are paining me. It's because one leg is in the kingdom of God, the other one is in the world. Why don't you put the two legs in the kingdom of God? Oh, he loved. So I think I ended in Matthew chapter 6, which is where I want to start from. Because, you know, I was saying that that is where the tension of our walk with God is. The tension of our relationship with God. The tension of how we see ourselves in the kingdom of light. And we were talking about in chapter 6, where it's uh, so Matthew chapter 6. I'm trying to rush so that I can go to the next bit. But I want to focus a bit on this. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25. It says, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will, what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. So we said, you know, we've talked about what happens in the kingdom of light, all these great and precious promises. We said in the kingdom of God, we are not supposed to be worrying about food, what we will eat, our life. But there's a tension and that is what occupies our heart most of the time. What you will eat, what you will wear, and what you will put on. But that's why many of us, that's what some people are living for. And then if you don't walk, if you don't think about all those things, how do you meet your needs? Do you get the tension? And it's a great tension happening between, I mean, with everybody. Looking for, yeah, especially now that the cost of living is increasing. And Jesus is saying, look, the first thing you need to do is seek my kingdom first and its righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. It appears to me as if all those needs will be met. But they are not supposed to be the priority, what we are seeking for. That there are, there are things to pursue that will make all those other things to follow. So, now, listen to what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Excuse me, what's the meaning of anything? Anything is anything. But we are also, we are, every time we are anxious about something, in the kingdom of God, you are not supposed to worry about anything. So, when worry comes, what should we do? It says, by prayers 
and petition. What should you do? And thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God. Are you following the tension now? So all those things we are worried about, there's a solution. If it's in the kingdom of God, what should you do? Make your requests known to God. And it now says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see what happens there? Have you made your requests known to God? Have you made your requests known to God? So as soon as something happens, don't live with it for five months. What should you do? Make your request known to God and start pursuing the purpose of the kingdom. That's how to live in the kingdom of God. Don't be weighed down. Honestly, let me tell you. Once you start worrying about life, what you will eat, what you will wear, those things, they are like weights. They are heavy on your heart. And you begin to think about it, they overwhelm you, they overwhelm your mind, they overwhelm your heart. And the Bible says that, look, <laughs> so that your heart will not be overwhelmed, just present your request to me, I will guard those hearts, I will guard those minds. That's the scripture, that's how we operate in the kingdom of God. But I also know there is another weakness. I'm taking time to talk about this before I now talk about you are, you are the light of the world because that's where I'm going today. Romans chapter 8. I saw something in Romans chapter 8 that I pray that if we get it, this is how to operate in the kingdom of, of light. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans 8... 26. 26. Oh, sorry, I was looking at Romans 6. 26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. In our weakness. Do you notice now that every one of us will have a weakness? That is why, you know, we've been talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. To operate in the kingdom of God without being empowered becomes difficult, my friends. In fact, you know what the Bible says about the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit, that's the kingdom of God. <laughs> What's the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit, that is the kingdom of God. So he says we have one weakness. We do, what's that weakness? We do not know what we ought to pray for. It's not that we don't know how to pray. But the content, what we should, our requests, is where the problem is. We do not know what, not how. We ought to pray. But the Spirit himself takes over. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> That's what I like. Stop praying in your power. <laughs> Stop. You are just weak. As soon as you keep praying in your strength and your mind and everything, 
you are, excuse me, you are weak. Allow the Holy Spirit to take over. He says, look at what the Holy Spirit does for me. He says, the Spirit himself intercedes for me through wordless groans. <laughs> the way the Holy Spirit speaks for me is wordless. He, he expresses some things that is a mystery, but it's groaning. It's as if the Holy Spirit, when I have those issues about what I will wear, what I will eat, is, is, is pushing something. It's pushing something. Excuse me, you can't push what you will wear, what you will eat. You will just be worried about it for life. Allow the Holy Spirit to keep pushing, to keep groaning, and say, that's my son. That's my son. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. That's what I want to say. Brothers and sisters, do you know when we pray, we are telling God what we want God to do for us. Say, God, this job, please let me get it. Please ah, grant me favor. Ah, anybody that is there that wants to <laughs> demote me, God, blind their eyes. <laughs> God, God, you see, as I'm going for this interview, people that will oppose me, that will stand against me, let something happen to them this morning and they will not be able to come <laughs> for the interview. That's your prayer. You are telling God what to do. Mm -mm. In the kingdom of light, you say, God, what is your will concerning this job? <laughs> you say, God, this is my request. What are you saying about it? Do you see that 90% of your prayer content, you are just telling God what to do for you? You are not asking God's mind. You say, God, the situation I'm going through now that looks so hard and I'm going through is like trials. Please let it go. God says, James chapter 1, consider it all joy when you face different types of trials. Actually, it's, so, it's for you to persevere. That, that trials will not go. Can you imagine you are going through trials, but with the strength of the Holy Spirit? You pray according to the will of God. You're saying, God, concerning this situation, what is your will for me? Let me say something. Fasting does not change God. He says, I'm the Lord, I do not change. Fasting does not change the will of God. Oh, dear. That's why I'm trying to spend. If we have to go to extra time, some other time, I want to concentrate on this. You know, we played the first half last week. This is second half. If we have to go on extra time <laughs> on this topic, I don't mind. And even if we have to go to penalties. <laughs> but let's, let's, fasting does not change God's purpose. Stop fasting to change God. He says, I'm the Lord. I do not change. So what does fasting do? Fasting makes you to go into God's presence. Fasting makes you to get to that position where you are able to align to the will of God. And you are saying, oh God, this is what your will says. 
Fasting makes you to put your, I don't know whether your body under, in order to know what is God saying to me at this time. Fasting empowers you. Fasting makes you to see God. Fasting makes you to get a revelation of God. I say, oh God, thank you. Is this what you are doing? But it doesn't change the will of God. It changes you. Thank you. Oh, have you been fasting to change God's will? It it doesn't happen. Even the Holy Spirit, he intercedes for us. How? According to the will of God. The Holy Spirit doesn't do anything against the will of God. So when I'm fasting, I'm just thanking God. God, I'm in your presence. Yeah, what part of me needs to change? And sometimes when you are in, the, in God's presence and you are fasting, God says, you know you talk too much. <laughs> Calm down. God says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. You speak too much. That's what fasting does. And when you come out of it, you say, wow. God, thank you. And you will be rewarded for obeying. You know, you get speedy. In fact, let me, let me show you one Bible passage. First, first John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. Verse 13 and 14. First John chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. You know, I'm just trying to, trying to make us to see the tension we go through. Because it prevents us from actually putting our 100% into pursuing, into seeking the will of God. Can you imagine that every one of us here, if we determine and we say, God, we are going to seek your kingdom. Honestly speaking, before in December, you will see what will change in Manchester. You will see. The work of the kingdom is not limited to pastors, apostles, and prophets. In fact, if you read Ephesians, the work of the pastor is like a coach that should equip the brothers and sisters for the work of service. But we are now making coaches to now be playing football. It's you. The responsibility of the work of the kingdom is you. It's all of us. That is how we will see the kingdom of God here. You know, I I just need to be real with us. Because as a church, we are determined that we want to do the will of God. And everything as leaders, we have said about it from either from September, October, or November, will be actively involved in how can we equip every one of us to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. Where you are. We are saying, God, yes, we have seen that. All of us, you are, not, you, are, you, are not, you are qualified to be equipped to do the will of God, to seek God and bring his kingdom down here. And we are saying as leaders, anything we will do. So from, from October, you will see some of the things we'll be doing to equip us, for us to know that, look, this is the calling of God for ourselves. So we are all soldiers. For Christ. We are all ambassadors for Christ. So I said First John, sorry, I deviated there. First John chapter 5, verse 13. This is a mystery for me. It says, I write these things to you 
who believe in the name of the Son of God, those who are in the kingdom, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Secondly, this, <laughs> did you see? He didn't say this, T-H-I-S, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. <laughs> that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. There is no prayer you pray that is according to the will of God that he will not hear you. In fact, before you approach God, you already know the will of God. Before you approach God, you are just so confident and bold that God will do this. Why? Because you are praying according to the will of God. That is what to do in the kingdom of light. So, brothers and sisters, stop telling God what you want God to do for you. Ask God, what is your will concerning this? And it's you that most of the time, for me, I discover it's me that God is always changing. <laughs> you, you are the one you want God to change and do something for you, and you don't want to change. Let me tell you, it's you that will change. <laughs> In the kingdom of God, though, that's why we are disciples. We are always learning. Until you die, you keep learning. You keep changing. You keep being transformed from one glory to another, from one grace to, to another grace. God doesn't change. I don't know whether you know that. God doesn't improve. <laughs> don't know. There is nothing for God to aspire to. God is all sufficient. He doesn't need anybody to advise him. The Bible says, Oh, the depth of the knowledge of God. I'm not talking about, about your knowledge of God. I'm talking about the depth of, of, of what God knows. That every insect in the world, God can pick their sound. And he doesn't mix them together. That's the knowledge of God. You think you know. Can you imagine me? God who is all-knowing. Me that I don't know anything. For example, I don't know what's happening now in Downing Street, number 10 now. Even some of us that we thought we knew during the pandemic, they were doing something that we didn't know. Me that I don't know anything, I'm boasting that I know. And the almighty God who knows everything is not even boasting. So, in the kingdom of light, we ask according to God's will. Is that okay? So that I can progress today. So now let me go to the second half. Okay? So, the Bible now says, Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, that we should seek for the kingdom of God, in verse 33, and its righteousness. So, the first thing I discovered, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek ye for the kingdom of God and its righteousness. You will notice that when it says seek ye for the kingdom of God, it's giving us a choice. <laughs> when you seek something first, it's a choice. God will never force you to seek his kingdom first. <laughs> you have to make the choice. What's the second thing? Living right in the kingdom of God is not automatic. 
Some of you, some of us, we just think, ah, let's just go home. Let's just come to a meeting and things will fall uh, to pleasant places for me automatically. No. Because you're a child of God, you just say, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. Everything will just be, mm-mm. it's not automatic. You have to seek. To seek is to desire, to obtain and achieve something. And when you are seeking, sometimes those of you who are seeking to obtain your master's or your BSc, students who are here, you know how many sleepless nights you spend in the library. You know what is you are seeking? You are asking, knowledgeable, equip me with God's will. Equip me with everything about God. That's the meaning of seeking the kingdom of God first. Excuse me. The kingdom of God does not come automatically. We have to seek the kingdom of God as a priority. In fact, when you make the kingdom of the pursuit of the kingdom of God a second thing, it doesn't happen like that. It has to be first or nothing. It has to come first before our job. It has to come first before what you will eat, what you will wear, and what you would, whatever. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry, I'm just looking at the word of God. You know why? I know that if we do this, you will see the changes in your life. All those things that are worrying you, they just disappear. I hope I'll be able to talk about light today. And it's righteousness. All other things. Excuse me. Those of you seeking for husband, it's under all other things. Those of you seeking for a wife, it's all other things. Those of you seeking for a promotion, it's all other things. Every other thing you need, it, it will fall into places. Why? Because you are in the kingdom of light. He, he loved you so much with great and precious promises. He just wants you to align to his will. And you just see those things effortlessly coming into place. That's our power. That's the power we've got. So, okay. So let me, because of time. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. You want me to stay with this? Okay. Thank you. My boss. <laughs> has given me permission to just stay with this. Because I would have loved to look at you are the light of the world. What does that mean? Do you notice that the Bible didn't say you are the light of heaven. You are thinking it's when you get to heaven. You'll be a light. You don't need light because God is light. (laughs) He said it's here. We need you. So I'll talk about that extra time. (laughs) which I'll be giving some other time. But let me stay at this. Brothers and sisters, we've got a duty to seek as a matter of urgency. Do you know what? Everyone who is seeking the kingdom of God first, we will see. It's not that you are hiding it. It will be apparent. The way you talk, the way you live your life, the way you do things. So let me tell you now, because I was saying, so what are those things we need to seek in the kingdom of God? 
Because some of you are ah, so what's inside the kingdom of God that I need to seek? No, let me give you a glimpse. I'm just, I'm just giving you a few things. It's not all. I'll just give you those few things and end it. Next time we'll talk about you are the light of the world. What does that mean? Okay, so let's go to Galatians. What are those things in the kingdom of God we should seek? Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. What are the things in the kingdom of God that we ought to seek? And then, chapter 5, verse 22. Please, look at what we need to seek. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Wow. How many times have you sat down? that I want to share the love of God. I want to pursue what, what does it mean? I want to give it a priority. What does it mean to have the love of God? And what does it mean to share the love of God to others? And you make that a priority. When I became a Christian in 1979, when I became a Christian several, you know, in those days, we just want to be Christians. When the altar call, when they give the altar call, you just go out. I want to become a Christian. We think that the many times you come out, the many times you become a Christian. Until somebody says, ah, I saw you two months ago. You gave your life. I saw you six months ago. No, once you're giving your life, because we didn't know. Then later, I, from 1979, I said, so God, you can use me. He said, yes. But you have to seek and pursue me. He said, what's your kingdom? That was how I began to develop love for people. I'm a pastor now. It started in 1979. I just began to care for people. I will spend, honestly speaking, two hours every day studying the Bible, reading books, listening to tapes. I made it a matter of priority. In the university, I go to the library to go and study. Not for my course. Sometimes I will just go and study the word of God. I want to discover. Can you imagine that? We've been saying love, 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 love. You say, ah, I don't feel this love of God. Have you, have you pursued it? To know it, to say what is the love of God in Christ? How can I, you say you rescued me and you have put me in the kingdom of your son you love? I'm not really feeling it. Pursue it. It doesn't come automatically. What's the next thing? It says joy. Can you imagine? These are the things in the kingdom of God. How can I bring joy in my workplace? What Do you see the will of God that we should be asking for? But when it's just about your clothes, your life, you are, ask, you are asking for every time, you don't have time to say, to even think, who needs joy in my department? Who needs joy in my neighborhood? Whom can I encounter that will bring the kingdom of God, the joy in the kingdom of God too, and will affect? Wow. What's the next thing? Peace. I'm just giving you few of so many things we can seek in the kingdom. 
You see your neighbors fighting, and you keep spending time. God, please, is there, is there a way I can bring peace? My wife is very good at talking to our neighbors. <laughs> we just make friends with them. I've never seen, I mean, especially in this country, where your neighbor is coming to ask to borrow for salt. Our neighbors come to our house to borrow salt. <laughs> because they know that our house is opened. Some people actually come to our house and just say, please, can I just sit down? You remember the old man before he died? He would just come, can I come to you, your house? I just want to sit down. <laughs> and it doesn't come automatically. You have to be deliberate. You have to desire to see that happening. And you are saying, Holy Spirit, please help me. How do I recognize the will of God when it comes to pursuing peace, bring the peace of the kingdom of God here on earth? That's why you saw the Bible says Jesus is the Prince of Peace. What's the next one? Forbearance. Kindness. Wow. <laughs> Kindness. There was a time in our house with the, with the children. We were just looking at, ah, what does it mean to just be kind? You know, you, we, we take it, we think we, we know the meaning of kindness. You have to study it. To be kind is to be generous. To be kind is to be considerate. You suspend your own reasoning to listen and understand where the other person is coming from. To understand their perspective, their, their opinion, and their idea. And you understand it in order to see what good can come out of this. That is kindness. Then the way you mix it together, you reflect on it. The way you react and what comes out of you is generosity. It's gracious. That's kindness. Do you know that it doesn't come automatically? You have to seek it. Faithfulness. Faithfulness to God. You know, that's some of the things we are lacking these days. Faithfulness to prayer. Excuse me. Whether you pray or you don't pray does not make God to love you less. But you are faithful. Faithfulness to serving God. Faithfulness to saying, God, this your kingdom is a priority for me. How do I go about it? Faithfulness to connect groups. That's seeking the kingdom of God. You know, I would have loved to talk about Second Peter chapter 1. But you've got a glimpse of what I'm talking about when it comes to the kingdom. I've not even talked about compassion. I was saying all the people that Jesus healed. You know, I saw something. I didn't know that he was bringing the kingdom of God down. The Bible says, when he saw the multitudes like sheep without shepherd, he had compassion on them. It was compassion that made, filled him to be able to heal the sick, to teach, and to preach. That is doing the will of God. That is seeking the, kingdom, the purpose of the kingdom. Brothers and sisters, in the kingdom of light, things don't come automatically. What comes automatically is what Jesus did for us. Your forgiveness is automatic. Don't work for it. Your redemption is automatic. The love of God on your life is automatic. You don't work for it. But the things of the kingdom to bring it down on earth here, we have to seek it. 
We have to desire to see it happening. And we have to be seen actively doing it. Let me give you one last testimony. Just one last, tes- last testimony. Last testimony. After this, I'm going. Yes. It's so powerful. I heard of Miss Ukraine. Present, you, you can go and check it out. Miss Ukraine, the present Miss Ukraine. She became a Christian at age 16. She was very beautiful. She said, ah, with my beauty, what can I do? Then she said, oh, I need to seek the purpose of the kingdom of God. In relation to my beauty, can you imagine that, live, that looks daft? She was discipled, seeking the kingdom of God. She had people empowered, equipped, and she said she was going to go for Miss Ukraine. She went for Miss Ukraine, and she won. The president, go and find it out. It's on Google or on YouTube. So she decided, God, this beauty, what do you want me to use it for? She just realized that, wow. So it's all possible to be Miss Ukraine without having sex with anybody, without corrupting your relationship with God, with you being pure. So she used that platform to be talking to boys and girls and say, look, it's possible for you not to mess yourself up until you get married. It's possible for you not to waste your life. How many of you, she will appear on the television, how many of you want to say you want to give your life to Christ? You want to, to bring the purpose of the kingdom of God here? You don't want to mess yourself? You will keep yourself pure? You will pursue what will help our generation and Ukraine? You know how many people she got? 300,000. It's, it's, I'm taking facts. Go and check it out. They've signed up. And she's working with them. How can beauty... <laughs> that's what I, Even me, I, can't even, I didn't even think about that. How can beauty bring the purpose of the kingdom of God down? 300,000 youths in Ukraine signed up for watches. Because she saw being Miss Ukraine is a platform to bring the purpose of the kingdom of God down on earth. We can do it. You can do it. Thank you.